0: Look at my car, look at my girl, look like a star. Look at my life.
1: Came up, nigga, we came so far, you see it, Crush off, hey. you see it, nigga. Hey, look at my car, look
0: at my girl, look like a star
2: what's up everybody this is the misguided podcast we intend to guide you to a better future my name is Jawan rohan and i'm sitting here with dan Wynn um from military cash flow what's up man
1: what's going on what's going on juan i appreciate the invite i love everything you guys are doing hey appreciate it man just trying to uh educate
2: out here you know trying to guide Trying yeah. to guide um, how's everything, man? How's your Sunday? It's Valentine's Day. We're recording on Valentine's Day.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we are recording on Valentine's Day. Uh, I got my wife, uh, she, she she knows everything. So I told her, I'm you know, hopping on a podcast real quick, gonna do some dope stuff with uh, the misguided podcast. So she's like, Yeah, she's all about it. But the the kids are sitting on the couch, just waiting for me to get finished, and then we're gonna go <laughs> on a scooter ride. So, uh, that's, oh, that's nice. pretty much what we're doing today. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything's lovely, man. I, I can't, don't have too many complaints. Um, working on a few things and you know, just uh, just living life. You know?
2: There you go, man. It's, it's important to hang out with the kids, too, especially on Valentine's Day. Um, you know, um, I got a one and a half year old um, and <laughs> he's he usually sits outside the door while I do my podcast, just drinking his bottle, just waiting until I open that door. And it's the cutest thing ever. But um, yeah, man, um, super cool. So let, let's go ahead and, and dive right into it. Uh, who are you? What do you do? Let the audience know.
1: All right. My name is Dan Wynn. I am an army officer. I uh, I am a finance officer. So I used to do some really, really cool stuff. I joined the army back in 2012. And then I joined as an infantry officer, which, you know, uh, do that, that frontline stuff, got to do some real cool stuff, uh, go to ranger school, uh, go jump out of airplanes, go rappel from helicopters and stuff like that it was really awesome. And then a couple of years later I transitioned into the finance field and um that's what I do now and I control a a, a multi-million dollar budget for a Brigade so uh that's my uh, that's my W2 income and um I got a wife uh, she's also active duty military and then I got two kids and uh we're just just living life man we're down here Wait, in Savannah Georgia so
2: How do you how does that happen so you're jumping out of helicopters doing crazy shit and all of a sudden you decided to like take take hold of people's finances like how how was that transition for
1: you you know what i mean yeah so so there's there's a couple different uh, career paths you can take, right? Um, so the way that I joined the army, I know a lot of people don't know as far as military. There's two different there's two different sides to the military, right? There's the officer side and the enlisted side. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the officer side, you, you go through different programs, different commissioning sources. Uh, one is ROTC, one is uh, West Point, and you got some direct commissions and some other things. But I went the ROTC route. So basically, I went I went to college, uh, got my college paid for, and while I was there. I, you get to basically choose your branch, right? You get to choose what you want to do. So initially, um, me being, you know, 24 years old, I'm like, Hey, I want to do some really cool stuff. You know, it's just me and my wife right now, or me and my serious girlfriend at at that time who I knew I was going to marry. Um, so I want to do some really cool stuff, gain some, some, some unique experiences, some leadership skills. Right. Um, and then after that i want to kind of die down i want to start a family i want to kind of you know relax a little bit so when you're doing uh, combat arms like infantry or field artillery or like tank stuff yeah. or, or armor yeah. um you're typically in the field a lot when I, you're, you're typically training a lot in the field so you're away from family you're going on different rotations and things but once you switch to a um a more i guess a softer side um it's it's less of that so it's more about um it's more about the technical skills so uh, that's that, that was my thought process. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. So it's better for my family, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, my godmom actually did a very, very similar route, um, did the college thing. And I can't remember what she did. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I feel like it was finance, but I can't remember what she did after that. But um, very similar. So that's that's super cool, man. Uh Honestly, I don't think a lot of people know that there's two different routes. I think it's, they think military and they're like, okay, I'm holding a gun and I'm in like Afghan or something. You know what I mean? Like they don't know the different routes you can take. And I think it's that's important. So, um, all right, you're working on finance. So how did this uh, military cash flow come about?
1: Yeah. So this is something, uh, as far as military cash flow itself, that was, you know, something I came up with, uh, way later down the, uh, late way later down the the road to share my experiences as an investor. Right. So, yeah. um, as far as investing was concerned, and that happened way back in college, I, you know, I got introduced to a book, um, rich dad, poor dad, while I was working <laughs> a, while I was working a pretty much a dead end job, a, a job that ended up laying everybody off and, um, so when I was in college, it was around it was it was around 09 time frame. So okay, you know, Ooh, you know, right after recession. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so we got laid off from work, but prior to that, um, I one of my coworkers introduced me to a book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, by Robert Kiyosaki, and then also another book called Automatic Millionaire by David Bach, and uh, both of which I have back up there on my shelf. But um, those books kind of introduced me to a little bit of financial literacy. And man, when I read those books, I was like. I was super upset. I was like, "Why is this stuff not talked about? Like, how, how, you know, I'm I'm a 21 year old man, dude, and I, however, however old I was at that time, I was like, I've never heard this stuff before. Like, why is this stuff not taught? Yeah. Uh, So I was a little upset, but um, I knew that hey, this is something that I wanted to do. Um, this is uh, you know, build wealth, build legacy wealth, and then also at the same time, uh, whatever I build, help other people out in in the uh, in at the same time, right? So that's kind of where it eventually led to you know me investing in real estate and then also me uh well myself and my partner uh starting military cash flow so
2: nice man I gotta give credit where it's due but robert kiyosaki that guy has changed so many people's lives it's ridiculous uh we cannot go an episode without him being mentioned um <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy but uh yeah man uh that, that's a great story. I mean, that's pretty much, you know, how everyone gets started. They're introduced to something that like, it just clicks for them. And it, it's, it was that book for you. And it's been that book for a lot of people. Um, I mean, that's kind of what happened with me. Um, and then you kind of have like this urge to, well, I want to do this but like I also want to help people you know what i mean and 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 that's why we started the podcast and, and that's why you started military cash flow so um prop props to you man
1: big, big ups um that's yeah a, that's a big thing man it's, it's just a lack of exposure dude like I mean imagine what what would be like if we got introduced to that while we we're growing up right like con- consistently while we we're growing up it's, it's yeah. crazy right so i always,
2: I always tell myself would I, w- I would have been a millionaire already if I was introduced to this stuff um way earlier if not a billionaire, (laughs) but, yeah, yeah, just, I always keep that in my head just so I know, like, cause, cause now that I have a son, it's like, okay, he's going to learn this shit as soon as he talks, you know what I mean? Like as soon as he talks, I want his first word to be money. (laughs) But, um, so it, it, that's kind of always like in the back of my head, but yeah. Um, I want to go ahead and dive into your very first deal. If you remember, because that's super important. Walk me through it. How'd you acquire it? Um, you know, how'd that look for you?
1: So my very first deal was a, a personal residence, right? So I, I graduated in 2012, and then uh, about four or five months later, or um, well, I graduated, got married, and then about four or five months later, we got our first uh, home. But we didn't get our our first home in the in the sense that a lot of people do. Most people. When they when they start making money and they get their first home, it's kind of lockstep. That technique, hey, I need to buy this nice house to take my you know Facebook pictures, my IG pictures. Well, I didn't really do that. Understanding that that you know that information from uh, rich dad, poor dad, and I started listening to other podcasts and listening to other things and reading other books. Right, understanding that information, I knew that I didn't want to buy the nicest house. Right, I was I was buying something to live in personally. At the same time, uh, I wanted it to be an investment uh, once I move away. Because in the military, we move every three to four years, right? So we're consistently moving. So um, we looked at a few places and we, we did our due diligence on the front end to make sure that um, whatever we buy, if we leave, we can cash flow from it, right? It actually makes for a good rental. Um, like I said, there, there are a lot of people, especially in the military, that buy a house. Let's say it's $200,000. Their mortgage is $1,500. But it can only rent for $1,600. Right. So they're thinking, Hey, I have an asset. Hey, I'm making money when all, in reality, they got to hire a property manager. Well, they're going to take 10%. That's 150 bucks. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I just looked at it as an investment. So, so I buy this, uh, we buy this three, fam- uh, this three bedroom, two bathroom. Um, and we did uh, the live and flip strategy. So uh, we financed it with a VA loan. Um, and if, you, if you're not familiar with a VA loan, it's like an FHA loan on crack. Um, instead of putting 3.5% down, you put 0% down um, and you don't have any uh, PMI. So there's no mortgage insurance that you have to pay, uh, pay with it. So um, you got this very, very great loan product and uh, buy that first home uh, we already know that, you know, it's, it's, it can, it can use some renovations. You can use some, some upgrades, right? So throughout the process of us living in it for three, three years or three and a half years or so, uh, we made upgrades to it. And then, um, and then we ended up, we haven't, we had a, uh, the opportunity to either rent it or sell it. And we just chose to sell it. So, uh, we sold it, we made a profit on that. And that was my very, very, very first deal. Now, my first, my first true investment um, as far as like one that I didn't live in was in Jacksonville, Florida. And we can talk about that as well. So
2: cool. A couple of questions. Um, how'd you save up money to kind of re, uh, to rehab it up while you were living there? Were you just saving every
1: day on a budget? Did you have the money from elsewhere? So the cool thing about the living flip strategy is that you don't have to have a lump sum of money. You can make small renovations over time, right? So you can save up and then do the work yourself. So, and that's what we did. We put sweat equity into the home and we did uh, the renovations ourselves. So we changed the floors, we changed uh, what we Took out the carpet, put hardwood floors down, um, obviously painted, uh, changed the kitchen, put a backsplash up in the kitchen, um, changed the countertops. It, it wasn't very, very hard stuff to do. It's stuff that you can kind of figure out how to do on YouTube, right? Um, but but I had some, I had a, a kind of a background from doing some renovations um, from some experience that I got while I was in college. Nice. But um, did that, I mean, and, and we just did that over time. So it wasn't like, hey, save $20,000. It was like, hey you know, we're going to do this. And then, you know, a couple months later, we're going to do this Mm -hmm. and then we'll do this and then we'll do this. So that's kind of, kind of how it worked for us. So. Good. No, that's a great strategy. A lot of people um, think you have, you need the money
2: upfront and they really stress out or they'll go throw it on a credit card. Don't do that. No, no, no. But um, yeah, very important. Let's talk about your profits from selling that house. So there was a big factor, I'm assuming, in whether you should sell it or rent it out. I mean, your, your first goal was to rent it out, right? But things changed. you, you saw a better, better opportunity. Um, and a lot of people need to know that, that there, there could be multiple exit strategies, you know, you don't need to be prideful and and stick to your first one, you know, and go through with that. Well, I I said, I was going to rent it out. So that's what I'm going to do. If if the numbers don't work, the numbers don't work.
1: So, um, let's talk about your profits and and why you chose to go that route. Yeah, man, you hit the nail on the head, things change and, um, you should have multiple exit strategies. So the reason why we chose to, um, to sell versus rent is because, um, because the experience that I had with my very first true rental property, right? So while I while we're doing that live in flip, we were living in it for three years. I went and bought we bought a single family in Jacksonville, Florida. Um and we we rented, we did the birth strategy. We bought it, uh renovated it, re um refinanced it, rented it out, you know, repeat, did that process. And then while we had the tenant, I saw the amount of cash flow that we were making. Um and I and I wasn't it wasn't really doing too much for us. So uh we, I decided to sell that property. We made um we didn't make that much on it. I'd say we made like 10,000 maybe 15,000 or something like that. Okay. Um but it wasn't um we didn't have to really deal with it anymore. We wanted to free up our VA loan to buy something else in the future and then um to buy something a little bit more cash flow positive in the future and then um continue buying more multi-family so we kind of went that route. But
2: cool. well go ahead and walk me through that so you 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 sold it. You got this ten or fifteen thousand. What'd you do with that? That ten or fifteen? Did you invest it? Did you go spend it on a wedding? What'd you do? You know,
1: I really don't remember what I did with that. Uh, (laughs) We're doing a few things at a time. I mean, I know it it probably went towards the other. Yeah, another. um, I I really don't remember what I did with. Maybe went towards a renovation or might have just went in savings. I I don't remember what I did with that. To be honest, it wasn't anything like, hey, we're taking this money and doing this specific thing with that. Honestly. remember so
2: hey i love hey honesty that's what we're here about man uh and plus i was a while ago so um okay cool so you have this 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 house in in tennessee or jacksonville i don't know where i got tennessee from jackson jacksonville um and you said that you were getting this this monthly income from it but it was like it was nothing right so that's the point of you selling the other house so how long did you keep that rental and then when you
1: invested into the the next property what that look like for you so it went, uh, we, we bought our very first home, the one that we lived in, uh, a couple of years later in 2016, we bought the, uh, we bought a single family in Jacksonville and, um, what that money, the way we finance that we, we saved that entire time, right? We're saving a lot yep. of money. Yep. And then, um, Saving money. And then also um, we, we did a bit of uh, a bit of uh, credit cards, use a little bit of credit cards for some renovation. So we bought this home in Jacksonville for $25,000. 25, five it was a 1300 square foot, three bedroom, two bathroom home. Um, it'd been on the market for a long time. And uh, just just got lucky, I think, and and went and bought that. Um, we put about about twenty five thirty into that home, and then uh, the home right across the street uh, sold for about one hundred and ten thousand. So, our, yeah, so, so <laughs> the, home put, the home that I put like fifty fifty five thousand dollars into uh, ended up appraising for like a hundred and two or hundred somewhere like a, like a little hundred. Good job. So, and that was that was huge, and that was unexpected because I, I, you know, doing the burst strategy. When I did my numbers before that home had uh, had sold, I was thinking it was going to reappraise at like seventy-five, you know, eighty. But then, you know, I again, I say I got lucky, but you know, it was a lot of a lot of work and a lot of um, a lot of time that went into it. But either way. Bought that home for twenty five. Put about twenty five into it. Um, I did a it appraised for one hundred and one or one hundred and two. um, Did a sixty five percent loan to value refinance cash out refi. Right, the burst mm-hmm. strategies that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, did a refi, got sixty five G's back. So I made fifteen thousand, about fifteen thousand on the refi. Um, And then I had a tenant in place paying nine hundred and fifty dollars, some somewhere around there. And um, you know, I was cash flow maybe like after. So the the mortgage was about $600 or it wasn't even $600. It was like 500 and some change, but mm-hmm. um, I always take 10% for, that was 10% for property manager. I also take 10% for any, uh, any um, incidentals. Uh, then also take a few, a little bit of money for CapEx. So there's percentages that I put aside. So all in all, after all my expenses um, I was cash flowing like right at a hundred dollars, maybe a little over a hundred dollars. And it just wasn't. That's not a know, lot. It's very, yeah. 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 It just wasn't very appealing to me So. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much what we did. And after we did that refinance, I got all that money back, all the capital we put into it, plus another, plus another 15,000. I took that 65 and then ended up buying a four unit. And that was my first experience with multifamily. Um, and then once I started seeing the cash flow from that multifamily, I sold off all single families. So it's, a, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of what happened there.
2: And so you're living the, the, the multifamily life now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's what a lot of people start with single family and then realize that the multi family has much better ROI. But, um, that's super cool, man. That's a great story. Um, I, I, I love that, man. Um, have you let's talk about the VA loans. Have you used the VA loan for each of your in, uh, properties or no?
1: Uh, I've used different sources of financing, but yes, I have. I did use the VA loan for, um, for another four unit, um, okay, four unit. That, that i bought in um in columbus georgia so i have a four year in columbus georgia we lived in it well we intend we, we meant to live in it we were intended to live in it. we had orders we, we knew we were going to columbus so we bought kind of prematurely um we ended up going there I, I think really i stayed there for i don't know not even a month really um and then got my orders changed and my, my order i went up and uh lived in um in fort trum new york so it was oh, completely not, yeah completely <laughs> not what i was expecting and um but anyways, hey, did you got it. You got a, property. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got a property. We did our due diligence. We made sure that uh, it cash flowed, so it didn't really hurt us. We planned to live in the unit, right, and then yeah. rent the other one out. And based off of our numbers, we would have made money off of it, right? Yeah. And uh, it just didn't really work out that way. We we ended up getting PCS or getting moved somewhere else. So uh, that was kind of unexpected. But cool. you know, is after- is your uh, is your wife active duty right now? As well? Yep, she's active duty. Cool. She um while we were in that, that first home back 2014, 2015, she went to law school and uh, now she's a, she's a lawyer, uh, but for Jesus, for the military, she's a jacket oh, turn. That's a, crazy. Um, Congrats.
2: Yeah. That's dope. Um, <laughs> um, Cool. Cool. So to you, what's the number one place to invest? What's your favorite place
1: to invest? I mean, real estate, obviously. I mean, I, it, it doesn't matter what type of real estate, right? So, I mean, me personally, it's, it, it all needs to, be dependent on you and your individual strategy, right? Mm. So what may work for me may not work for you, because you have have a different situation, right? So you have to, I mean, we listen to all these podcasts, we read all these books about saying, "Hey, this is the one way to do it, this is the one way to do it. But that's, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt and do what's what's best for you, right? So for me, um, I like multifamily. Multifamily is the way that, that, I, you know, I choose to go. I like small residential multifamily right now. Eventually I'll move up to, uh, to larger apartments, but um, the uh, residential multifamily is doing me well right now. And that's kind of where, where our, most of our money is placed. Nice. What, uh, what about States? What's your favorite state to invest in? Um, I mean, so right now all my stuff is in Georgia and Alabama. Oh, okay. Um, it's, I choose that because it's just proximity, right? Like so I would rather all of my, uh, all of my assets be in one location and you can take advantage of economies of scale that way. So property management, for example, I get a reduced rate. I'm not paying 10%, I'm paying 6%. Like just because I have more units in one place and yep. they're and, you know, those managers can go to one place and I only have to manage one manager versus managing a billion different property managers. But uh, again, it's all, it's all, every person is, is different. So, uh, you need you need to kind of figure out what's best for you in your situation.
2: Very true, very true. Cool. Um, let's go ahead and dive into uh, military cash flow and kind of. Um, I mean, you got four thousand subscribers on YouTube. Congrats on that, man! It's oh, so. Broad. We, the 4K mark, huh?
1: we okay. hit the four K mark, You hit the four K. You're four point
2: oh one, man. Um, All right. Let's, let's go ahead and talk about this. I'm looking at your YouTube, and it's. You know, you're, you're it's done very well. Uh, you, you have the same color scheme. You know, your, your thumbnails are great um, and you got some great guests on here. Um, let's let's talk about this, man. How, how is this journey? Um, let's go back to your first video. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so the military cash flow started off. It used to be Financial Freedom Journal. So uh, this happened while I was, um, I was in a school, I was training called, it's called Captain's Career Course. And I was in Fort Jackson, uh, South Carolina. And the first assignment of this school, right, was to basically give a speech about something that, you know, that you find interesting. It was one of those break the ice type things. And you've probably seen that before, right? So Mm -hmm. it was uh, one of those break the ice moments. And I decided to get up and talk about real estate, right? Because at that time, I had did, um, I had, done a few single family homes. And then I had also done that, 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 well, I was on my second four unit at that time. Um, So I got up and I started talking about real estate after the class, like a lot of people started coming up and asking me, Hey, you know, show me this thing. A lot of people don't know about the different things you can do with your VA loan. Like, you know, you can buy a four unit, you can, you know, live in one and make money while and keep all your, your, your basic allowance for housing, which is something that the military gives you um something the military gives you they they give you money to live basically uh to find It's a like family. a sti- stipend right uh, essentially kind of okay. but i mean a pretty good stipend so i mean <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you live at i mean it can be anywhere from twenty five hundred dollars like if you're at, if you're in dc twenty five hundred thirty five hundred dollars depending on your rank and, and, and things like that but still it's a lot of money and if you buy a home you know they're assuming that you're going to take that money and put it into you know wherever you're living at but you um You can buy a four-unit, live in one, don't pay any mortgage, right? Or get paid while you're living there, and then on top of that, you get gotcha. your Woo. exactly that PH. So it's like it's like a triple win, man. Like man, I'm about anyways. to join
2: the military just for that. I actually I thought about that like uh, earlier last year in 2020. I was like, should I just join the military?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. There's, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of pros to it. Um, that's something you do again it's based off your situation so as long as you go in with a plan then then there's not really any losing man like if you go in a plan it's just so much out there it's ridiculous so many advantages to join the military but um again it's all it's all up to you and your lifestyle and what you choose to do but you got to go in there with a plan but uh, anyways, back to um, how I got into it, I was giving this class, a lot of people came up, they asked me questions, they said, Hey, you need to, you should, you should make, you know, you should do this again or something. So uh, I was like, well, I'm just going to record, record it one time, put it on YouTube, and then I can pass this out to different um, people that of having easy. to explain it over and over <laughs> and over again. Yep. And then that's pretty much what happened. That was the start. And then uh, fast forward to now, brought on my partner, uh, Mike Glaspie who's a, who is a he's a, he's just a monster uh entrepreneur real estate entrepreneur is like buying hotels and like oh, you know he's got two got two uh real estate teams in Charlotte and Fayetteville he, he's just a monster great guy author of that book back there the elite investor um and brought him on as a co-host and uh we we got together and created military cash flow and now we help other service members build wealth and create cash flow through real estate and we also talk other side hustles as well so we have the podcast we have um the obviously the YouTube channel um, and we're just about, just like you guys the misguided podcast, man, we're out there just trying to give out as much, uh, as much valuable information as possible, um, to help other people, you know, we're just, we have the abundance mindset, right? So we're, yeah. we're just trying to put this information out to other people. And that's kind of where we're at right now. We just got a bunch of, bunch of things going on with well, It's just, it's just been a great time getting to talk to other, uh, service members here, other service member stories, how we're able to help them. You know, we just had somebody on that, um, that we helped them, um, uh, well, they list they watched our stuff and then they went and actually took action on it. Bought yeah. their first <laughs> duplex. You know, helped other soldiers uh, buy multi-family homes when analyzed deals and things. And now, now, I got a message from one of my one of my soldiers that I helped. And now she has two uh, duplexes. And it's just it's just some really fulfilling stuff, man. It's just, it's really really fulfilling. You're you're literally changing lives, dude. So literally. it's uh, it's good stuff.
2: <clears throat> and all you're doing is just educating. You're you're just a teacher online. It's like. Isn't that crazy? You know what I mean? Like, man. Um cool. Uh your your co-host, Michael. Um, I'm looking at his book right now. Is he was he uh military? Is he active?
1: Yeah, so he just got out of the military about a year and some change ago. He was uh he was an SF operator, so he's been special forces most of his career. Um he um he got out and you know, then he just started crushing the real estate game. So he was in for a long time as a weapons sergeant. Um I think he spent like maybe 12 years or so in oh, shit. and shit just got out last year so crazy
2: cool well everyone listening the book is called the elite investor and military approach to real estate problem solving and it's rated five stars congrats (laughs) um super cool i might i might check that out it's only 7.99 on kindle so you guys could you guys could do that cool cool military cash flow man i I love to hear it this is this is amazing man for real i love the brand um i love i love everything about it um for you what would you say has been the most struggle um for the military cash flow
1: for military cash flow itself there's not been too much of a struggle struggle cuz all it is is just sharing the information that we know right mm-hmm. um so so that's that's really really easy now there is a time just like you know i mean making these podcasts editing the podcast editing the video and, and doing all these things that takes time right so yep. um you, you, i just listened to one of your podcasts i think you put it out yesterday and you guys were were touching specifically on that um kind of that time management and and how how you're resourcing your stuff out i think you talked about you're, you're getting your website built i believe yep. um so so that's that was a factor myself and mike are both really busy i have a, you know i have a family my wife and i are both active duty we still work you know 40 plus hours a week so doing the real estate and then on top of that adding military cash flow on top of that we're getting our real estate license so um it's it's it can be very uh very hard to manage everything so what we've done is we started resourcing some of that stuff out uh we have a another partner Wazim if you guys like all the thumbnails and you like all the the stuff that you're seeing on the videos and podcasts and stuff like that you know Wazim is our guy he's the one that that, uh, makes those dope ass thumbnails and, and all that other stuff. So, um, and then we have a few other, a few other people doing other things and it, it just, it just kind of helps, uh, kind of helps out a lot. And, um, we got people managing our Facebook group that help manage our Facebook group. Um, so yeah, super good cool. Stuff.
2: Uh, no, that's great. I'd love to hear that. Um,
1: yeah. So,
2: um, I, I know how hard it can be, like, sometimes i like you know you want to do everything yourself right you wanna you want to build from the ground up and say you know i built that from nothing blah 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 but sometimes there comes a point where it's just it's hard like you said you're you got a family you're a family man your kids are young right four and a half five years old you have a wife you guys work 40 plus hours a week sometimes you just have to soak up that pride and outsource and i think a lot of people just don't do that because they're like nah i could do everything i, I got it or like, I don't want to spend this money, but yet you're spending money on some, you know, $14.99 Netflix a month, HBO Max, etc. You know what I mean? So like, um, if I think I think it all goes back to what you said in the beginning. If it is for you, then it's for you. Each person is different. So you have to find out what you're comfortable with. And for me, I'm I'm comfortable in. And putting something together, and then bringing a team to help me build that. You you know what I mean? Like I'm comfortable. Yeah, I'm comfortable and being the top decision maker, and 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 putting all the pieces together so that everyone else could build the pieces. You know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, everybody's not going to be able to do like for those out there that are that might that might have a podcast right now or might have anything in general that that. Needs a system and a process. Everything needs a system and a process to yep. function. Right now, once you make that system and process, you've got to figure out a way to to uh, pass that on to someone else to manage that system and process for you. And it takes up so much. It it takes it gives you back so much time, right? Even if it costs you a little bit of money, it's going to free up time. Time is our most valuable asset, right? And not money. Time is our most valuable asset, right? Yep. So if you can figure out how to do that, then I mean, that's that's the best. And I think you you hit it. You hit the nail on the head, man. Like you you just got to be comfortable, get to a place where you're comfortable enough letting someone else do it. I know it's your baby. I know it's like your thing, but um, and they might not be able to do it. 100% 100% as well as you can. Maybe they do it at an 80% level, but guess what? With coaching and through time, they can get to maybe 95%. I was just
2: about to say coaching <laughs> and then you said it. Yes. You hit it right on the nail, man. Great. Great. Uh, so cool. I'm looking at your Facebook right now. 2.1 uh, uh, members, man. Congrats. That's a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah a lot. How, how
2: do you go about promoting yourself and how do you go about, do you do like Facebook advertising and stuff or what works for no, you? Oh man,
1: it's, it's all been for the most part, it's all been ground, uh, grassroots. We have not paid for any, any, you know, if you look at our, like our, uh, Instagram followership, we don't, I think we have like a thousand people or something like that. And yeah. we're thankful for every single person that follows. We try our best to just give out value, man. Like people hit us up and we'll answer questions. You know, we'll answer questions. People ask us questions. We'll, we'll answer questions. We'll, we'll connect other people to other people. You know, we. Um, yep. for people that are, that are moving, you know, that are looking for a realtor, like they're looking for a realtor that, that understands investing. That's trying to, trying to a realtor that can help them get into their first multifamily home. You know, we literally help and vet realtors for people, you know, so there's a lot of things that we do just out of, you know, not really thinking about the money more thinking about just, you yep. know, that, that yep. value add aspect and that kind of helps grow, you know, that that helps just grow by itself. It just kind of grows organically. And that's kind of what we want. Anyways, we're, we're not really trying to put out a bunch of ads for random people to, to come, with, you know, to come and add, it, it's just not really for us. So uh, we really have like the genuine people. So the people that are in our Facebook group, they're asking questions, they're all service members, they're all learning how to build wealth, we got past guests from uh, past guests that we've had on podcasts that are in that group answering questions and things like that. So it's just, uh, it's just a community, man. It's just, grassroot community, I guess. Organic. I,
2: I love it, man. I love it. Um yeah, I, I I'm I'm just happy to see see that it's doing well. I'm happy to see you educating. Um another brother educating um is super important. And and I think uh I think you deserve a, a round of applause, man, for real. Um so so thank you for joining um today and kind of going over everything um and and helping my audience. Um, And hopefully they become your your audience. Maybe we got some military listeners, you know. So um, (laughs) cool. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, The way we like to wrap up is we have a segment called Guided Conclusions. Um, It's where I ask you a question that we didn't talk about beforehand. It can be funny, serious, whatever. Um, Today's question is going to be funny. My question for you is, would you rather live on a sailboat for the rest of your life or in an RV and why?
1: RV yeah I, I, you know, So my dad was in the Navy. Right. And uh-huh. I went on this thing. It was called a tiger cruise. And we were out in the we were out to see like they got to bring the families and we got to go out to sea for like, I don't know, it was like three nights or something. Uh-huh. And uh, man, I got seasick like crazy. I was throwing up and, and oh, shit. I shit i'm not about that life man in one in one night it was like storming so the boat's like uh so you just, not about that life so I, i'd rather stay on the ground you know yeah it's the army you know so uh stay on the ground i live in an rv it's a it's a pretty uh it's low upkeep versus a boat you know you got a lot there's a lot of money that goes into main uh maintaining a boat docking fees ship all these other things yeah um so rv life you know i get to tour the country tour anything that's connected so I'd i'd Easily. where
2: would where would you take that rv where would where would you live
1: um i'm not really sure i think i would just be we'd just be touring the country me and the family kind of kind of going to see nice things go out on the woods and just kind of hanging out in the woods for a few days you know and
0: yeah
1: doing things like that so nothing nothing uh nothing specific just uh just living life i guess you know so
2: yeah, 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 nah. I feel it. I feel it. That's a good answer. I'll definitely pick RV. Definitely. <laughs> um, but I like to ask these questions so that the audience can get to know you personally um, and, and, and you kind of guide them to your heart and not just, you know, um, financial education. So that's why we have these questions um, and I appreciate it, man. Go ahead and drop all your social media. Where can everyone find you? How can they reach out? Do you have an email, etc.
1: Yeah, if you need to uh, reach out to us, if, if you're in the military, or, or more importantly, if you know anyone, it's not just—I mean, everybody knows someone that is in the military. Yo, shoot them this, Everyone. shoot them a link to this podcast, shoot them a link to this misguided podcast episode, um, and say, hey, just listen to this guy. We'd love to have you in our community. Um, again, we, we literally help other service members build wealth and create cash flow. So just go to militarycashflow.com. You'll get access to, or you'll see. Um, where you can find our Facebook group, um, Facebook group, you can find our YouTube channel, our podcast. Uh, we have courses out that help other service members learn how to, how to build wealth and create cash flow through real estate. Um, so we just got a bunch of stuff out there. We, you know, definitely take advantage of. So if you know somebody in the military, please uh, send them this episode, tell them to listen, tell them to look up military cashflow.com and um, yeah, we'll be there. So. Facts, facts. Well, dan man i
2: appreciate you coming up here um i'm sorry to take time away from your wife today on valentine's day tell her i'm sorry magic happens (laughs) magic happens tonight you know yeah 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 there there you go (laughs) (laughs) um well you you guys have fun you said you were going to scoot, scoot around today with the kids so have fun man um enjoy the day and um we'll chat soon man and definitely uh send me send me those connections got you got you yes sir man All right, well, everyone, this is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. Again, I'm sitting here with Dan from Military Cashflow. Make sure you follow.
0: Appreciate it. Stuck in a system with no way out. So it's fuck the system, tear it down singing kumbaya like god can you hear us now white people see us as clowns it's got me feeling down there's no way out i'm fed up now i'm black and i'm proud races got a short man syndrome they hate our tone they insecure and fear of what we will become Where's the way out? We just wanna fit in Ain't no way out, you kept us out cause the color of our skin We put our foot down, time to rise again They don't wanna see a black man win Where's the way out? We just wanna fit in Ain't no way out, you kept us out cause the color of our skin We put our foot down, time to rise again They don't wanna see a black man win First off, fuck a politician I ain't seen no change yet, new world order A black man's vision, I got the hustler's ambition That on the corner selling just to make a living but my upbringing different, I'm on a mission Never needed your permission, I'm about to abolish it Just to change your perspective Each and every day I gotta prove my life is a value Just so you don't shoot, cause if I blink once That's all it takes, and if I blink twice Shit, I may not even wake, so how I'm supposed to act? I feel trapped, how can we stand for ourselves When we were never back? I feel lost, cause white silence is like You not admitting that your little sibling did it But you watch, you still at fault We never had a chance, no way out It's time to help a abla- Black man sprout. Stuck in a system with no, no way out. So it's fuck the system, tear it, tear it down. Singing kumbaya like God, can you hear us now? White people see us as clowns, it's got me feeling down. There's no way out, I'm fed up now. I'm black and I'm proud. Races got a short man syndrome, they hate our tone, they insecure, and in fear of what we will become. Where's our way out? Just wanna fit in, ain't no way out. You kept us out, cause the color of our skin, we put our foot down, time to rise again. They don't wanna see a black man win. Where's a way out? We just wanna fit in, ain't no way out. You kept us out, cause the color of our skin, we put our foot down, time to rise again. They don't wanna see a black man win. It's time I make it out. Live from the gutter. They gon' try to drown us out, but it won't happen. I put that on my mother. I mean all mamas, they don't understand like we do. That's just bad grammar. I'm tryna make a change. Change in a timely manner I hope that follow suit Like a planner I'm not just a rapper What's practice Without the answer I'm making moves Like a dancer Then dodge the i dodge a slander I tell them Stop bitching We on a mission It's that Oh no you didn't They can't cook it up In the kitchen Who want it They can get it Never take what was given I don't care if you want it Bitch listen I hear you Karen Do you hear rush? Just cause we loud Don't mean you gotta shout You wanna be us I understand your life Is a value Well shoot Black lives matter too Don't shoot Stuck in a system with no, no way out. So it's fuck the system, tear it, tear it down. Singing kumbaya like God, can you hear us now? White people see us as clowns, it's got me feeling down. There's no way out. I'm fed up now, I'm black and I'm proud. Races got a short man syndrome, they hate our tone, they insecure, and in fear of what we will become. Listen. Where's our way out? We just want to fit in. Ain't no way out! You kept us out cause the color of our skin. We put our foot down. Time to rise again they don't wanna see a black man win. Where's our way out? We just wanna fit in. Ain't no way out! You kept us out cause the color of our skin. We put our foot down time to rise again they don't wanna see a black man win.